You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by my buddy Sean and Ray. <laughs> Sorry, nice. I decided, if you're watching the video version, you're getting a treat. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that on there. All right. So anyway, it is episode number 75, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we were just talking before the show. We've been doing this for over six years. Like, we've skipped a couple of months. I'm close. I bet we're closer to seven than we are six, to be honest with you. But anyway, I may have to go back to when the first episode was. Uh, but tonight's episode is episode number 75. We are, refer- are we are discussing number one in customer service, The Complete Adventures of Tom Stranger by Larry Cordelia? Cordelia? Korea. Korea. Okay. That yeah, you know what that yeah. his the vocalization right threw me off during the actual book because he refers to himself and I'm just yeah. like I, I like I forgot about his last name. I was just like, why Korea? And I was just like, oh, that's why. Never mind. So uh, yeah. Totally makes um, it work. Yeah. So Sean, this was your book. Um, why did why did you pick this book? Um, so this particular book is kind of an omnibus of uh what five stories. Um, think so. first is, uh, the adventures of Tom stranger, interdimensional interdimensional traveler, interdimensional insurance agent. Mm-hmm. It was an audible original and it was one of the freebies. Okay. Came up. And then I kind of hummed and hawed and it was the jacket art on audible that kind of got my eye and then the title. And then it was narrated by Adam Baldwin. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, I am so down for this. So listen to it. And then he had released a second one at the time, too. Um, a Murder of Manatees. So I grabbed it. And I, I re-listened to both of those several times. And then this omnibus came out. And it had three additional stories to it. So that's a little bit more listening. So I was like, yeah, I want to pick that one for my choice. Nice. Um, so what this is, is uh, like he said, this is a, an omnibus of uh, five different stories. They're, I guess, kind of connected. I mean, it's the same characters over and over again. And we, we have other uh, sub characters that keep coming back. So it's, you know, there is continuity in between the two, uh, between the, the stories. Um, but essentially, there's, you know, in the, in this universe, there are multiple dimensions. And uh, sometimes... Uh, monsters or demons or manatees or whatever will cross over to another dimension and raise hell on on your planet or different you know something going on in your dimension and when that happens um as long as you're insured um the insurance agents show up and and make things better uh sometimes it may just be a payment sometimes they have to uh fight off the bad guys and uh, and save your entire universe so um, and so that's, and the, the, the book follows the adventures of Tom stranger. He is the, the number one, uh, interdimensional, uh, insurance agent and his, uh, his new protege, uh, Jimmy so the intern. yeah, the intern. Uh, and so that's, and that's, that's the, the crux of the story. So, um, I guess we'll go ahead and, uh, start in with some of our usual questions here. Uh, starting off, um, what was your favorite part of the book, Sean? I, this book, like, and when I say the book, I'm going to say like all five of them combined Mm -hmm. just for this. Um, It had so many laugh out loud moments 
in it. Um, some of the characters, well, most of the characters are just so insanely over the top. Um, and it's just hilarious to listen to. But one of the parts that really stands out for me was the beginning of the second book, The Murder of Manatees, where they're actually sitting and addressing um, comments from the first book. Mm-hmm. So it's Larry Correa actually addressing comments because they're it's kind of like it was written in, in like an office, the office style. So people following him around his day and kind of thing. So there was a bunch of comments and he's trying to address the negative ones. And I just I found that just totally hilarious. And I'm like, I wonder if those comments are real. And I never did go check. They could be real audible comments. I would uh, bet. And yeah, just the way this was written, it was probably real. Um, but the way Tom Stranger addresses them, like the negative ones, he's assuming they're jokes because they're like so stupid. Like, oh, I, you offended someone? Well, how kind of thing? Or he thinks the biggest offense was to the dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just really stood out in my mind. Like there's a lot of, a lot of spots in this this book that stand out, but that one I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, that part reminded me of uh, when, which book was it? I want I want to say it was book five of um, the uh, uh, Wizard uh, uh, Magic 2.0 series. Where literally at one point, one of the characters makes the comment is like, yeah, it's not like, you know, the last thing that happened had no point to it. And he just wandered around. There was no character development or anything like that. (laughs) I personally liked the book, but I know a lot of people kind of felt that way. And just the fact that he just openly said it, you know, I thought it was hilarious that he was just like, yeah, so this is what people thought. But you know what? Oh, well, we're moving on. So, uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of felt the same way when I was reading that part. Um. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a specific because it's been a while. Uh, we are definitely late with this episode. There's been a lot of stuff going on, um, so it's been a few weeks since I finished the book. Um, I, I, there was something the last book where he he's dealing with uh, the four horsemen. I I liked that a lot. I oh, thought that was that fun. was the fourth book. Was that the fourth book? Okay, Apocalypse Cow. Yeah, Apocalypse Cow. Yeah, that's it. I liked I liked his dealing and I liked I liked how the four horsemen assumed different uh, <laughs> yeah. modern personalities. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was probably my favorite part of the book was just him dealing with them. <laughs> and then, you know, he just kind of like, you know, shoes them three of the four. He just like totally dismisses, you know, no problem. So the last one was like, well, I knew it was always going to be you and me. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, I enjoyed that part. So, uh, right. Uh, I, I think the arbitration is is kind of a scene that I <laughs> see, right? Just sitting down and, and having an arbitration, like chaos all around and being like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to sit down and have an arbitration to make sure we do this. Like that's, yeah, that, I, I love the idea of that. So that was fun. <laughs> um, least, part of the, uh, least favorite part of the book, Sean. I enjoyed this whole book. Um, there wasn't really a slow moment in it which i usually if i every book there's usually something that slows it down or it seems to bog it down but this book it was bam 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 so i liked everything about this book ray 
Uh, it was too chaotic for me, and I returned it. <laughs> really? Oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just it, it the the humor. I don't know what it was for me. It just didn't resonate with me, and uh, and it was just one of those ones that I was like. I couldn't get into it. And I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because it was like story after story after story after story where I'd rather have had a full thing or I maybe it was some of the political stuff that they were getting into. I'm not sure. But it was just, there was times where I got pulled out of the story where it was like, I, I didn't enjoy, there was parts that was hilarious and I thought it was, oh, okay, I can get into this. And then it was, something would happen where it was, I got pulled out of it, and I don't know why, other than maybe the political part of it, or it just wasn't my cup of tea. I'm not sure. I definitely fall somewhere in between both of you. Um, I I think I enjoyed it more than Ray. I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as Sean, though. Um, uh, I did enjoy the book overall. I do feel like, and I don't know, maybe it is some of the political humor, but it's just part of it was he did he did do a fairly decent job at making fun of, of both sides of the political spectrum. Um, that being said, some of it just it like, and I understand the whole thing of, you know, like uh, uh, Saturday night live and, and, and like older type comedy, you know, a, a joke every 15, every 30 seconds or whatever. And they don't expect every one of them to land. Like that's, that's part of the, the, the math of that type of humor is that, you know, you might only land a, a really good joke every, you know, three or four jokes. Uh, and they're acceptable with that. For some reason in this, I just, I don't know. I, I think one of my other problems was, is um, it seemed like it started as it went on. It seemed like it started focusing more and more on what was going on with the intern. And I liked him. Okay. But after a while, I was just like, all right, well, let's, let's get back to Tom. Let's see what's going on with Tom. Like I, <laughs> I was kind of getting tired of, of hearing what was going on with, with, you know, with, with the intern. Um, it kind of strikes me like he's a fan of Rick and Morty and he doesn't quite he doesn't have the writing team that Rick and Morty has that that is able to to pull it off as well. Um I, I like I said I did enjoy it but uh after a while I was like okay let's let's move on a little, little, little faster but um which is kind of odd because like I said it is kind of one you know right after a minute and then we hit a point I'm just like okay that is funny. I did have several laugh out loud moments. Uh, in the book, uh, I'm sure my partner at work was looking at me like, "What are you laughing over?" You know, I'm standing over here like working on computers, my back turned to him, and I'm just start giggling or whatever. I'm sure he's just like, "Okay, that's weird, whatever." So, uh, but yeah, I think I definitely fell somewhere somewhere kind of in the middle between you two. So, um, let's see here. God, it's been a while since we've done this. Um, what did you think of the writing? You're kind of the, the big the big one on on writing, Sean. Um. I don't know how I would be able to read this, like if it were in an actual book form. Oh, I agree. Um, but I, like I said, this one was, I believe, commissioned for Audible mm -hmm. specifically. So I don't even know if this is in paperback. The style itself <clears throat> is, it, it's compact. It's how many jokes? I think you had it right. The Saturday Night Live thing let Let's just, how many jokes can I get in a sentence? Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, now, I've listened to it a few times. So, and it's one of those things where when I re listen to it, I'm, I'll 
I'll hit on something else. Like it was funny this way one time. Oh, it's funny this way a second time kind of thing. Um, and it's pretty good for that. I think one of the big differences with me listening to it, it um, as opposed to some others, I'm apolitical. Like I know he's making fun of like a lot of different political systems. And he's like, some of them are a little more subtle than others, but I don't care because I think the whole political system, every political system we have is a joke. So this was right up my alley. I was a little hurt by the Canadian jokes. He, he did. <laughs> he did go after Justin Trudeau pretty good, but you know what? That's fine too. Cause yeah. Trudeau can be an idiot. So but it wasn't just, he wasn't targeting people. He was like using a weapon of mass destruction and targeting yes. everyone. You know what? If you're going to do that, go for it. And he went balls out doing that. And I enjoyed that. Um, and that style carried on in all of his books. Like everyone was fair game. Cool. I'm good with that. So, um, and I, so I, I did enjoy the rapid jokes. I did enjoy the writing style and I enjoyed the political humor because he kept sliding it in there whenever he could. Yeah. So, yeah. Ray on the writing. Um, I, I, I just don't think it was my, it, it didn't resonate with me personally. Right. So, um, I don't know. It was, I, I don't mind political jokes. I don't mind, uh, it, I think for me it was it was the amount that he it was like throwing so much shit against the wall to see what was gonna stick, and I I was like just okay I, I get it already <laughs> I don't know that, that was just again my my own take on it but um, I certainly wasn't offended by the book in any by any means like I, I, uh, but it just didn't yeah just didn't resonate. Um. I think the writing was fine. Uh, I'm like you, Sean. I can't imagine. I don't. Number one, I don't think it would hit anywhere near as well if you just read it instead of. Okay, yeah. I totally forgot to close the door. So hold on one second. Now the TV's blaring. Just one <laughs> second. So like I was saying, the I don't think this book would hit as well if you were trying to read it. I think it does much better uh, listening to it, uh, and the voice acting is fantastic. I know we'll get to that here in a second, uh, but that definitely helps. Uh, um, keep it going because with the humor, it would, I just don't think it would do very well, you know, just, you know, reading it, you know, line by line, yeah. you know, like a normal book. Um, would you read another book by the author? So have you read any of this author's other books? No, um, I haven't. I honestly, I didn't even know he had written other books. Mm -hmm. Um, however, uh, I was looking at it and he's been writing since, Looks like the first one was 2009. Um, the Monster, so he's been Hunter, this for a while. Monster Hunter series. Like he typically writes um, like werewolves and vampire hunting kind of thing. So he's got a few series out. Hmm. Um, this Tom Stranger was kind of an offshoot, like just something totally different for him. Mm -hmm. So, but it's like more than 1930s era kind of thing with that kind of hunting. That could be fun. So I, I'm actually, uh, now that I know, I'm like, oh, geez, maybe I might look into one of those and 
started out because like one series is like six books and like there's quite a bit out there so mm -hmm. i'm willing to yeah try it out uh let me know uh if you do try it out and you like it let me know uh because i yeah. would i definitely check into it because like i said it's uh, especially that, I mean, that sounds fun. Just monster hunting and like that, that time period, that sounds like a fun, fun yeah. to me. So uh, it's, I don't think it's anything like what the Tom Stranger series was. It's probably not, well, guarantee it's not going to be that rapid fire joke after joke after joke. Mm -hmm. um, I think this was more kind of a, a relief valve for him more than anything else, but yeah. Well, he says at one point uh, when they're talking about Dunny said, uh, maybe was it an interview or was it actually part of the book where he talks about how literally like his friend read a, a yeah. sign yeah. wrong or something like that and said it was supposed to be Tom something. And he said, Tom Stranger. And he was like, well, that sounds like it would be something, you know, kind yeah. of really out there. And that's where he kind of had the genesis for the idea. So, yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, it's a uh, forward on one of the books. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was in the actual part when he was talking yeah. to the author. I couldn't remember if he just flat out yeah. said it. But anyway, uh, Ray, would you read anything else by the author? Uh, not intentionally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if you guys told me that the the other ones were different than this style, then I would give them a chance. But uh, if it's anything like this, then I wouldn't be interested. So, fair enough. All right, let's see here. Sorry, my phone keeps locking up on me. Um, uh, we're gonna skip that one. That one. Already, um, do you have any lingering questions? No, this one wraps them up pretty good. Um, I think, like especially the way Ray was talking, where it was just it seemed like too much. Mm -hmm. Um, you gotta keep in mind. Unlike the other, well, except that stupid tree book, um, this was an omnibus. Uh, it was five separate stories, right? Like if I just instead done the Tom Stranger International uh, Interdimensional Insurance Agent, just that story that had a beginning and an end, probably would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Except this one was five stories that mingled so much that it almost seemed like a like a huge book right so i think if i just selected that first one I, ray might have liked it a little bit more rather than all five put together it might have been a little bit less confusing that kind of thing and that's how i was introduced to it because i i did that story first mm -hmm. and then like oh that was really good and then i found another one read it and then that was it for several years before I realized they had this omnibus with three additional stories. I figured I'd just give you the full experience, but maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> I just remembered. What is the name of the weapon? Oh, the uh, combat wombat combat wombat. I freaking, I don't know. Just something about that cracked me up. So yeah, actually that was, you messaged me about that. that yeah. Was, <laughs> the combat wombat. I was uh, just like, it just, it, it's just funny. It's just, well, the other thing, you know, so, in the story, it actually talk about Larry Korea as the author, and but in another dimension, he's like the international lord of hate kind of thing and all that. But mm -hmm. they describe him as like Tony Soprano. Mm -hmm. So I, I love how you should 
Wikipedia Larry Correa and take a look at his picture. He okay. actually looks like Tony Soprano. Oh, really? Does he? If you like shave off the beard and mustache and take a look at him, he, uh -huh. he wasn't far off. That's hilarious. So, yeah, it is pretty funny. Nice. Um. Uh, yeah, did you have any, any further questions from the book, Ray? Anything unanswered? Lots unanswered. Do I need it answered? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it wrapped it up fairly well. Like you said, it was five separate stories, and I think each one kind of wrapped up pretty well. Um, I, I see where he wrote the first one and then kind of came back to the character and then was like, oh, I'll come back again. Oh, I'll come back again. Um, in that case, I mean, granted, yeah, we did try to swallow the entire elephant all at once. Uh, so maybe for you, like the way you originally did it, Sean would have would have worked out better. But uh, like I said, I, I did enjoy it, and I, I could see why coming back to the character uh, would be fun for the writer, especially if his normal stuff is not like this. Yeah. Uh, if this is his way of, uh, of of venting, essentially, you know, good for him. So, um, would you recommend? <laughs> would you recommend this book? Obviously, Sean would because he recommended it to us. Hundred percent. So, um, but with Ray having a hard time with it. I might not recommend the Omnibus. I'd probably recommend the first story. Because remember, I got that for free. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll try it out. It was the, like the only good one in the, the freebie pile at that point. It was like going to a gas station and like looking through the old eight tracks and like, oh, what's here? Oh, one cent gets you five kind of thing. And yeah. So I found this one and it was like, man, I just got hooked on it. So. You know, well, you actually, before I answer, gone, right? Oh, I, um, <laughs> uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you know what? I think now that you've talked to me, I think you've talked me into it, uh, Sean. I think I might not recommend this one. I would, I would definitely, if, if, if I find the right person, it's like, Hey, do you like Rick and Morty kind of that kind of style humor, very rapid fire, you know, you're, not don't have a problem with any political stuff. Uh, I would definitely recommend the first one and then talk to him after that and be like, okay, well, by the way, there's an omnibus. So if you want more, here you go. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably the better way to go about, to go about doing that. So, cause then, then it's not like, okay, well the first one was okay. I don't, I don't know about the second one and then kind of keep going. So yeah, I think the better way to do would be to, to recommend the first one, go from there. So uh, anything to add on that one, Ray? Not really. I if if I know somebody's humor level, like where where they're at and what they what tickles their fancy, maybe I'd recommend it. But um, yeah, uh, let's talk about the narrator. I wouldn't bring it up in conversation anyway. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the narrator. Uh, so you specifically said the narrator was a draw for you, right, Sean? Oh yeah, Adam Baldwin. Man, mm -hmm. like I love him in X Files. Like that's how far back. Like. Not just Firefly, but I, he was in X Files too. And mm -hmm. I've Independence Day, like he had bit role in that too. Like I've always liked Adam Baldwin. And then when I didn't realize he narrated anything, mm -hmm. so when I saw, yeah, narrated by Adam Baldwin, and he like did such a fantastic job of there's so many different characters and some of the characters I'm like, I totally forgot that it was Adam Baldwin. Like he's 
able to change his voice so much and put so much character into each of the voices. It was great. It was like watching a, a movie with all different characters, even though it was just him. All of his characters did have a distinct voice. Oh, yeah. Like, though, man, the general yes. in the first book was <laughs> just absolutely hilarious. But even between Tom Stranger and Jimmy the intern, okay, who a lot of dialogue back and forth, there was a lot of times I like, oh, man, this is the same guy. Like, good job. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I... The, the narrator was a draw for me and he, he delivered. So I'm actually, and I haven't done it yet. I might go on to audible mm -hmm. and look for anything else he may have narrated. So, yeah. I think he'd be a fun narrator. Well, and the other thing, so Adam Baldwin is also the president in a couple of the universes. Too. Yes. Like, and that was written before they knew that they were getting Adam Baldwin. <laughs> so it worked out well. Yeah, it's always fun when you hear an author or a, a write, screenwriter or someone like, yeah, I kind of pictured this person when I was writing this character, and then they end up casting that person. They're just yeah. like, oh, fantastic. A absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Ray, uh, the narrator. Uh, listen, we, we often talk about uh, audiobooks being a performance. This was a performance. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, he absolutely nailed it. It was fantastic. Um he created the world and and absolutely drew you in with that. So that part of it, I absolutely understand. Like he, he, this was a performance piece for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, Oh, I, I, I'm recently reading or re-listening to ready player one and it's Will Wheaton. And man, I would love to have heard somebody more like, this perform uh, Ready Player One because it's hard for me to get into Ready Player One now. Reading the book is fine, but listening to Will Wheaton talk, it's like it's just Will doing the reading to me, and it's not the same. So, yeah, uh, that's that's what the difference between a performance and and, uh, and reading. <laughs> I would love to see Adam Baldwin walk up to Will Wheaton, like, and then discuss audiobooks and like kid you got a lot to learn like right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't so, get me wrong, i love will wheaton but yeah yeah, this is again, will, yeah so will wheaton reading to me is different than this this is a performance by an artist so yeah it's just different um yeah i i definitely enjoyed it uh hundred percent enjoyed uh the narrator i would I, I'm like you. I, I I would be willing to go look to see what else he has done, um, and and just like you said, Sean, I had no idea he was he was doing that. You know, it's kind of fun when you when you find an actor that uh, you're like, oh, I didn't know they narrated books, and then you're like, oh, wow, they really know how to narrate a book, um, and you know, you kind of you're kind of drawn to that person, you know, going forward. So, uh, but yeah, the the narration was 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 great on this. So. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. You pretty much said it. Like he, 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 all of his characters are very distinct. There's no, I almost worry reading something else. Cause we run into this before with some of the books that we do read. Uh, when we read a, a different series by the same narrator, sometimes you get the flavor of another character in there and you're just like, 
I don't know if I buy this character because in the other character he was a goofball, and in this one he's the bad guy. Like you know, sometimes <laughs> you know, sometimes you get stuff like that to happen. But uh, I don't know. We have to see. You have to find out if uh, how many voices he's got inside. <laughs> he can he can drag out. So, um, what themes tropes uh, did the book did the book explore? Um, did the, did it do a good job in doing so? That's a hard question for this. That part. is a hard like question. Like it was political satire laced throughout the whole thing. But it wasn't falling, which, it wasn't like going trying to nail a specific trope. It was almost just like this roller coaster ride you're on. It's just like, all right, well, yeah. now we're going to this planet and this is happening, and all of a sudden, hey, a dimensional rip and these monsters came out, and it's just it's all over the place. Oh yeah. That's uh, yeah, this this really isn't a book that those questions really. Can... <laughs> yeah, I probably should have read the question before I asked it. Think you almost skipped that one. The only um, I compare it to is is kind of like a comic book, right? Where it's like just yeah. I, I see this being a comic book, so it's written for that style. Okay, since you said that, going back to the original one of the questions previously, I can't see it. I can't imagine trying to read it as like an actual book, but trying to read it as a graphic novel, on the other hand, that might be fun. Yeah. Uh, so that, because that it would lend itself to that type of to that type of chaos. Yeah. With the right arts, of course. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I would absolutely love to see this as a TV series with the actual like Chuck Norris and oh my Adam god. Baldwin. Oh my god! I I forgot about Chuck Norris being in this. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, it was that was such a great scene. I but, can't see this being live action. This would have to be animated. Well, now because like, um, what's his name? Uh, played Tony Soprano. Um, yeah, he's passed away. Yeah, which kind of sucks. But may get Larry Korea to do it. Looks close enough. <laughs> that would be funny, especially if he played multiple characters. So, oh yeah, well, and that's just yeah, that was the multiple Tom Strangers too, like the evil Tom Stranger, which yes, he's out there golf together kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could ask the author anything, what would it be? When's the next one coming out for me? Anyway, um, I just these are. For me, because I've listened to them multiple times too, it's just like when I need to reset mm -hmm. and it's not too long and I just want to laugh, I can throw this thing in and just, I know I'm going to laugh like every couple minutes. Mm -hmm. So, and that, yeah, if, if they have another one, and I think you're, I prefer it if it was a little bit more Tom Stranger centric than Jimmy the Intern. Mm hmm um, and I didn't even think about that until you brought that up, um, but because there are some long parts where it kind of focuses on Jimmy, like you know, yeah, yeah, like and Jimmy's an okay character, um, especially oh, when he's he, interacting with the uh, the secretary. That that was fun, uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I was I'd, I'd be like, all right, when are we getting back to Tom? I think a good question would be if you're casting this. Who would you want Jimmy the intern to be? Like he he does a really good job of like like he's pulling from real people like 
President Baldwin and stuff like that. So they're already cast. Mm-hmm. But who do you think Jimmy the intern should be? That would be a, a pretty good question. I have no idea. I just this just I don't either. Yeah, I'm head. sitting here thinking. I'm just like I don't. I, no one's no one's coming to mind. That would be an interesting question because. Uh, even if he wouldn't give you the answer on the record, I bet there's someone in the back of his head. That yeah, he's he's kind of based on. Well, he's like he's picked out every other character. <laughs> no like, joke. So <laughs> it's probably someone that's like somewhat not not the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, likable enough person. They're like, oh yeah, that's totally ba- that's totally based off my accountant or something like that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray, any questions you have for the the author? Is he okay? like yeah (laughs) no um i'm trying to think if i really had one i i like your question i'd almost sorry i do i'd almost want to keep asking more questions about um uh casting like if you were going to do a live action version of this who would he cast in in some of the other roles i think i think there's one that i would ask Mm -hmm. and this might Buy me into buy into to getting into it. Can we make it a series with the Muppets? I <laughs> see. I'm still picturing. I'm still picturing Rick and Morty style animation. I think it would just lend itself to that. I of course, think, a lot of people probably be like, "This is bite off Rick and Morty." I ain't watching this. Stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So, but no, I think casting would be some would be couple of the questions now that you said that's that's what's stuck in my head i can't think of anything else in, in specific maybe maybe why manatees like why why manatees so so unassuming yeah so uh um, wendell the manatee do, do we know where he lives does he live like in florida or did he just randomly pull manatee out of his butt because i mean manatees are kind of a big thing in florida, uh so. he was I don't know if he lives in Florida. Hold on. So. Um, he, he is. was Utah State. <laughs> oh, that's not Florida. <laughs> no. Long ways I away from. Can't Ray, see why he's there. <laughs> so. Raised Catholic. Let's see. Oh. Grew up in uh, California. Okay, well, I I don't know then. So he may have just pulled Mandy out of his butt. That would be a good Where's question. Where's not his father's Portuguese dairy farm? Well, okay. There you go. Well, is That'd there be where the, the cow apocalypse probably came from there. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, anything else you want to add to, to wrap up the book? Any last thoughts? Uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely somewhere in between both of you. Um, I'm going to hold on to it for a while. I'll decide if I decide to go to give it another run, I'll hold on to it. Uh, I'm just not like I'm dying to, to return it or anything. So in fact, what's kind of funny is I'm, I'm, I'm in a weird space right now. And I, I don't really know what to read as much. Like I've got a couple of things lined up and I'm just like, I don't know what else to read right now. I'm really just kind of like, I've, we'll get to it in a second, but, uh, like there's nothing I'm like dying to, to go after right now. So part of me is just like, you know, I've got credits. I'm I'm okay. I'm good to go right now. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess it's we'll wrap up our conversation here. Um, let's kind of move on to what else we've been reading. It's it's been a minute. So, Sean, have you been reading anything else? Um, probably quite a few things, but like I said, I can't 
quite remember. Um, right now, I'm reading your recommendation, the Kitty Cat Kill Sad. Oh, okay. Um, I had a couple of long car trips, so I was able to get off because I read it at normal speed. <laughs> um, and it's it's a long book. It's like what was it, eighteen hours or something like it's, that at normal it's, speed. Yeah, it's, it's got some length to it. Um, I I do I am enjoying it, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll read it again. Just it's kind of all over the map. I'm not big on the writing style. It's, it's I agree with everything. I agree with everything you said thus far. I it, did enjoy it, but I don't necessarily see myself going back through it. And I'll be honest with you, at, at some point, probably about three quarters of the way through the book, I was just kind of like, this is really all over the place. And then it kind of starts looping back in on itself and starts tightening back up. And the ending I was I was okay with. The ending I was like, right, okay, well, this was this was fine. I'm about three quarters of the way through it and it's um it's I think the writing style is cat. Like <laughs> it kind of seems that way. It's like you're following along one story and then all of a sudden oh I'm uh, totally talking about something else and I assume you know everything I'm talking about and, and then it jumps back and yep. like, man, after several hours that's getting old. Um and see I almost wonder is that is it genius that she's writing it that way like a well, cat or is it just she's not that great a writer <laughs> if the story was only like like five or six hours long then yeah sure but like 17 hours of that holy crap anyway it's, it's a lot so i'm not quite done it yet um that's that's the thing right now i'm just i'm itching for october 3rd because that's when um Patrick Stewart's biography, autobiography comes out. Cool. Um, making it so, I love the title. Oh, fan- but, yes, uh, that's yeah. Pre order. I got it pre ordered already. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, Ray, what else have you been reading? Uh, a couple things for kind of work wise. Um, so it's like Todd Conklin stuff. So it's like human performance. Um, uh, and how to do safety differently. So uh, really interesting books if you're into that kind of thing. Um, uh, it, so one's called Five Five Principles of, of Human Performance, and the other one's um, How to Do Safety Differently. So uh, that one he, write, he wrote with Sidney Decker. Um, kind of a, a good spin on maybe how to look at safety incidents differently and uh, maybe, well, and it's it's, Stop blaming your workers, basically, which is fantastic. So, um, other than that, uh, re-listening to Ready Player One. Um, we've also re-listened to some Harry Potter stuff. Um, trying to get into um, just get back into some. Li- I, I think I even listened to a Boba Verse book there at one point too. So, um, yeah, just trying to set it back because uh, is it is it Jen's book next? Yes. Yeah. So, God, what one's that one? I got uh, that. I'll talk about it here in just a second. It's not I got it. Was, it was a, you it? have an you have an American Audible account, Sean. I think it's it was free for me. Oh, well, yeah. So. It was not free. It was uh, in Canada. Sorry, Canada. It is free. <laughs> Although I think it was five bucks if you wanted to pay for it. So, uh, I just have a feeling I'm returning it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Jeff. Uh, 
that's pretty much everything Jen's picked is like listen, return. Sorry. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Chris is interested in, in listening on this one for sure. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where everything's at. Good enough. Um, so yeah, the things I've been listening to, um, uh, the, the kitty, I don't remember if I, on the last episode, I talked about the kitty cat kill sat. Um, the reason I found it was because I literally saw a post on, uh, the Baba verse Facebook page and someone was asking, Hey, you know, uh, what's some other stuff you're reading that if you like Baba verse, what would you like? And someone mentioned this book and I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, you know, as long as you haven't returned anything in a while or returned too many things, that's the nice thing about Audible. You can read it and be like, yeah, this one for me. And they're like, cool, sure, what else you want? Um, yeah. I haven't, I'll, I'll say this, I haven't returned it. I, like I said, I'm still kind of deciding whether or not I'm going to go back to it again, but um, it is kind of all over the map, but it is, it is interesting because she starts going on these long stories and talking about what's happening. And you start just kind of going, okay, well, this is, this is kind of interesting. And then she reminds you, but I can't do it because I don't have thumbs. I'm a cat and this was built for humans. And then I just start laughing again because I'm just like trying to picture one of my cats to re-aim a, a, a giant laser to kill something. And it's, it just, it cracked me up to listen to it. But uh, as long as I kept that in the back of my head, it, this cat is the one that's trying to do this. So, Speaking uh, of Bob, book five, final edits in, eh? Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah. Um, so I read that. Uh, the other book that I finished, and it was a long one. In fact, I have a physical copy of it as well because I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the second book that I read uh, was um, Will Wheaton's Still Just a Geek. So, uh, this last weekend, I got to go to Galaxy Camp, Galaxy Con Austin, and I got to meet the man. And he was super chill. He was super cool. Uh, he actually interacted with everyone. Like he had a really he had a decent sized line because he actually interacted with people. It wasn't just like, all right, you know, sign my name, you know, next. When I have seen those those people, and they don't they don't do well at cons like this. Of course, he he is a geek, and he does talk about doing cons all the way back, way back when. Um, it's literally just him annotating his annotations from his original book he wrote when he was a teenager or in his early twenties. And he does do a lot of apologizing. I, I, Sean, I think you would get fed up with it after a while. Um, but he, he, he's just like, Oh geez, dude. Like if I, if I could go back and slap the shit out of you, I would. <laughs> he's like, you, you know, some of these comments, like you made these comments trying to be, you thought you were cool or hip, just, oh, hey, you know, this, that, and, that. and he's just like, God, dude, don't be a douche. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, if you, if you read this, I'm sorry. If you're reading this now, I'm sorry too. But he talks about <laughs> it. And, um, I understand the man a lot better now, to be completely honest with you. Um, he goes through and he talks about how, um, he was abused as a, as, as a kid. Um, his mom pushed him into acting and he did not want to be an actor at all. Uh, and then he was talking about, you know, kind of, you know, being abused that way. And what he talked about was, I was like, okay, I get it. It, it, I'm not trying to downplay emotional or, um, mental abuse at all by all, by any means. Uh, but then when he talks about this movie that him and his younger sister did, and they were like actually physically abused on this set. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I, 
you you had me at 90 percent. i'm 100 percent there yeah you're i understand why you cut your parents off and you have no interest in talking to them ever again like totally um he talks about how stupid he was for you know basically leaving star trek and he does feel like they they jerked him around some of the producers did jerk him around one in particular but uh he's like you know i was such an idiot i went so long and didn't realize that these people are my family and He's like when he he kind of like had a coming out with them when they're just like he's like he literally is like God I wish Jonathan Frakes was my dad he's my space fuck it oh, he's my space yeah. dad he's just he's just my dad now yeah. and Frakes is just like yeah and like uh, him and Levar Burton and apparently Brent Spiner kept getting him in trouble while they were while they were filming because he'd look over and he'd just like make silly faces or just do crazy voices or whatever and he just starts laughing and of course spiner can pull it back in you know quicker and oh, yeah. he's still laughing they're like yeah. waiting come on dude we got <laughs> we gotta get going <laughs> but uh there's a lot of fun stories in this there's a lot of really heartbreaking stuff in this as well um but yeah he's like you know i, I went through until i was in my late thirties and early forties before I realized that I was clinically depressed. And that was, he thought that's just, that's just how life is. And it's like, no, dude, you, that's, that's not everyone. Not everyone's having that experience. Like there is help. And he's a big advocate of trying to get help. Like I said, thoroughly enjoyed the book. Um, if you're a fan of Will Wheaton, uh, if you're a fan of Star Trek, it's probably worth a listen to just, just to hear some of the stuff that he talks about and how he, uh, you know, spent quite a bit, you know, a, a good deal of his life running from Star Trek and only to realize that this was home. Like this was something special that he's talked to even other casts and they're just like, yeah, what y'all had on TNG, like we're family, but what y'all had was even more special. Like y'all, y'all were a legit family. Uh, so great book. Um, and it's, but it's thick. It is a, it is a big book, but I do have it signed. So that's cool. <laughs> um, and then the last one I have started Jen's book. It's interesting. There's a lot of, a lot of history stuff that I think she's trying to use to justify some of her opinions. I, I kind of like the initial idea of it, how to do nothing. It's literally how do you step back from, you know, the capitalist world? How do you step back from being a puppet to politicians and, you know, businesses and capital? And like, how do you how do you not? you know, contribute to the stuff that's destroying this world. Um, it's definitely a little crunchier, <laughs> uh, but being from Jen, that's understandable. But like I said, the initial pre you know, premise, I'm just like, yeah, I, I kind of get that. I'm kind of trying to live that right now. Like, yes, I'm all in on the, the, the Ghostbuster stuff that I'm doing, but like I do my job, I come home and I'm like, no, I don't want to think about my work. I just want to be with my family and with my friends. And hustle, I get that. I feel that. Hustle culture's dying and if it's not dead already like hustle culture's gotta go so yeah so but yeah it's it, it's it's interesting I'm, I'm probably about halfway through it uh like i said if you are <laughs> if you're an american and you are have an american uh, audible account it's a free listen so definitely go check it out by all means uh and apparently it's pretty cheap up there in canada so uh but yeah that is our next book it is how to do nothing let me get the author's name real quick um is that Jenny O'Dell? Jenny O'Dell. Yes, it is. How yeah, to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell. Um, that will be our book. All right, so I've got to talk to the group. It is a short book. It's already the ninth as we're recording this. Uh, I mean, I know we won't record until the end of the month, so I'm going to say we're still going to shoot for the end of the month to finish this one. Um, we're going to have a 
uh, I want to have time just just over five hours. Do what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> schedules, schedules allowing. Like it's, it's a lot. I know it, it, it's always this like this this time of year. School's back in session. We've all got kids. They're all going to school. We're trying to get you know. Usually our jobs are picking up doing stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, we're we're gonna shoot for the end of the September to to try to to record it. And if not, if it gets pushed to. October gets pushed to October or so we'll see. Uh, and then I got to looking at it. We've got to, we've got to do our, our picks again. So, and I've really got to think about what I want to pick. Uh -huh. um, I've got some possibilities kind of floating around in my brain that I might want to pick. I'm as much as I would like to have y'all read the Will Wheaton book. It's, it's huge. And I don't want to do that to y'all. So <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that one for a personal pick. If y'all decide to do it. So, <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show of the month for, for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher. I'm oh, sorry, Google or wherever you listen to shows because Stitcher is not a thing anymore, at least not for podcasts. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube at the Epically Geeky channel. You can find us at epicallygeeky.com where you can find the rest of the shows that we do, including the Epically Geeky Show, Creatively Geeky, and Sustainably Geeky Shows. Where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. Uh, and fixing Wikipedia because there's somebody on there always fucking around with it. Sean? I'm the one fucking around on Wikipedia. <laughs> and your favorite broken toy on Instagram, spelled the Canadian way. Spelled the Canadian way. As always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am posting more because I figured out how to auto-share whatever's on the Austin Ghostbusters feed with mine. <laughs> Uh, because I got tired of posting all these cool pictures of me doing these cool things of, at events and then having to repost on my account. I was just like, oh, no, I can click this button and now it automatically shares. So I'm good to go. <laughs> so uh, or you can just go check out the Austin Ghostbusters channel or, you know, page because you pretty much find me there doing what that's pretty much what I do right now. So anyway, uh, for everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 